1: Love Talk Radio.
0: It's Saturday, November twenty-first, twenty fifteen, and you are tuned in to another edition of the Misty Show where well, your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and joining me once again is my Turkey Day shopping partner in crime, D. How you doing, buddy?
1: Hey, Jay. We're hanging in there today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and I know you've had more dental work, so audience, you know, bear with D. You know, she she's a trooper. I <laughs> insisted that she not. Come on, but she wanted to come on and do the show anyway. So thank you, Dee, for being a trooper.
1: You're welcome. I apologize to everyone if I sound funny, but it's okay. We're going with it, and hopefully you can understand what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> we can un- understand you just fine. You're good. You know, I'm I'm enjoying today. I've enjoyed today. It's just been overcast. I know you've been knocked out, so you probably haven't really
1: known but it's just been
0: cool and overcast, and it's going to be cold in the morning.
1: I can't wait. I've been on another planet for most of the afternoon, but we yeah, did come back to Earth. Um, Yeah, I saw the news when they said that it's going to be really, really cold tonight, which I'm so excited about. Probably won't be going out in it, but very excited that it is going to be cold, and we get to wear, wrap up and wear scarves and hats and boots and coats, and I'm just ready for the winter wintertime.
0: Yeah, you and me both, you know, and I I was hoping that maybe we might have, you know, be able to hold on to some of the cooler weather through Thanksgiving. But then I was kind of looking ahead on our little weather app on our phones, and I saw that it's supposed to kind of be back up to 70 by Thursday. So, But, I mean, that's typical down here, you know, so we'll enjoy it while we have it.
1: We're not complaining because I also saw that they also have a blizzard, I think, Midwest or somewhere in there. So not complaining about us going back to 70s. And we feel very, very bad for those who are now in a blizzard. So,
0: Uh, Yeah, I didn't know that. Sorry, guys, that y'all are in a blizzard.
1: We're not complaining about our weather. We have gorgeous weather here, but we do like to have some cold weather once in a while. And when we get it, we just get really excited. So that's what that's all about. But we wish you all the best in the blizzard, and we know how thankful and blessed we are to have the weather we have here.
0: Yes, exactly. That That's one advantage to living in the South. So good vibes to you guys going through that um, yucky winter weather up there. Okay, today's topic is animal hoarding, signs, symptoms, and solutions. But before we get off into that, we want to give out the answers to yesterday's pet trivia questions. So we have more than one. Okay, so we're going to kick that off. And the first question is, and we'll see if you know this, Dee. Okay. Well, probably the average person wouldn't know this, so this one's just pretty much a guess, however close you can get. Roughly, how many feathers does a mature turkey have?
1: Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> and it's
0: just a guess, and it, 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 however close you can get.
1: <laughs> I would say a mature turkey has 100,000 feathers.
0: You know what? It's weird, but it's way, way less than that.
1: Why do I and argue? see,
0: I would think that it would have been like some high number too, but the answer is thirty five hundred.
1: Really? Yep. I guess my turkey, when you wouldn't even be able to see him. <laughs> he was just too but, but you know what? I would have been thinking like the same
0: thing because I think they said we have a lot of hairs on our head, but at well, least on this fight,
1: they said thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, there's Tom. Tom has thirty five hundred. Said I never would have thought of that. <laughs> yep. So roughly, the roughly, you know, like of course it's not exact, but they just said roughly
0: it's about thirty five hundred.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, there you go.
0: Well, let's see if you get if you can get close to this one. Our yeah. next question is: <laughs> How much was the heaviest turkey ever raised?
1: Wow. Now, this is scaring me because I was chased by a turkey once. We're not going to get into that.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I think you hold that on our, um, that turkeys as pets one that we did last year.
1: Turkeys as pets. Yeah, that was not a pet. But anyway, (laughs) the idea of a big turkey chasing me would scare me to death. Um, How much did he weigh? Is that the question, Jay? Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, The heaviest turkey ever raised, how much did he weigh?
1: I'm going to say 50 pounds.
0: Okay, you're low.
1: You need to come up
0: some. You need to come up some. It's under 100. It's under 100, but it's higher than your guess. 86? You got it on the head. (laughs) Oh, my
1: goodness. Oh. Yep, the answer to that
0: one is 86 pounds or about the size of a German shepherd.
1: You know what? If I saw a freaking turkey the size of a German shepherd coming after me, I probably would (laughs) have Same accident that I had when I was little. (laughs) Well, that's the
0: largest one, and it was grown in England.
1: Wow, that's a big turkey.
0: That's a big turkey. So, hopefully, I don't know if that turkey is still alive. I don't know how long ago this was, but hopefully, he's still alive and kicking, and he never ended up on anyone's dinner plate.
1: I hope not. Just let him just, you know, if you're that big, just let him just go on a natural life. Yeah.
0: Why not? Let them live.
1: Man, oh, that is a big turkey.
0: <laughs> okay, we've got one more. Our last question is, why do turkeys gobble?
1: Oh, why do turkeys gobble?
0: <laughs> Which we may have even covered that last year, but I didn't remember what the answer was, so of course I had to look it up.
1: Is it a form of communication? I don't know. Uh... Well, you could sort of. Um, they,
0: f- first off, only the male ones gobble. Okay. The females don't. The females, they click. They make a clicking sound. Okay. The males are called toms. The females are called hens. And okay. the gobbling, it's a mating call.
1: Okay. Okay. So it is a form of
0: communication, you could say. Okay. Um,
1: so are they saying, hey, can you <laughs> Mr. Tom's radio over here? Basically, basically that that's what he's communicating, but they also do it for other reasons. They also make
0: that sound when they hear loud noises and when they're settling in for the night.
1: Okay, okay. So it's, it's a different kind of gobble, I guess, or maybe it's the same gobble, just depending on what's going on. <laughs> well, hopefully,
0: hopefully I would think they'd be different because I guess when you're settling in for the night, you wouldn't want any hens, you know. Coming up ready for action. I don't know. Maybe you would. Okay, we're going to leave that alone.
1: You're not getting the balance wow wow going on. In the- <laughs> you get that. So, I really yeah. not Sorry, audience. I'm on medication.
0: It's okay. This is like, you remember the drunk show? Yes. It's, it's kind of the drunk show part, too. Okay, um, so there you have it.
1: Fun, foul, facts. Those are good, Jay.
0: Those are good. Um, Just wanted to remind you guys to remember that we won't be airing next Saturday due to the Thanksgiving holiday, so there won't be a Pet Trivia blog entry for next Friday, which will be Black Friday. We will do a blog entry before Turkey Day to give you guys some tips to keep your fur baby safe during your festivities. And, I, I mean, we may still do a feature pet blog entry, too, so you might get two of them before Thanksgiving. So just make sure you're checking our blog at com. Links from any information used in today's episode can be found on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash missy.show 44 or on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash missyshow. show. Okay now on to animal hoarding um i think most of us are pretty familiar with what just regular hoarding is but um a lot of people may not exactly know what animal hoarding is so we want to kind of define for you what it is so i'm gonna let you take off from there d
1: okay so animal hoarding is defined by wikipedia our favorite little friendly source <laughs> um says, animal hoarding is keeping a higher than usual number of animals as domestic pets without having the ability to properly house or care for them, while at the same time denying this inability. Compulsive hoarding can be characterized as a symptom of mental disorder rather than deliberate cruelty towards animals. Hoarders are deeply attached to their pets and find it extremely difficult to let the pets go. They typically cannot comprehend that they are harming their pets by failing to provide them with proper care. Porters tend to believe that they provide the right amount of care for their pets. So basically it's taking in a large amount of animals that you believe that you're doing a service to or that you're helping out when in actuality you're you're not able to sufficiently take care of them, take care of all of their needs.
0: Exactly. It's it's kind of like you end up in a situation
1: where there is
0: animal abuse present, but it's not with malicious intent. It's kind of like indirectly they're being, due to neglect, they're still victims of animal abuse.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, I was looking at um, on ASPCA.org, you know, because I was trying to figure out, okay, how can we get the word out there, you know, what to look for? How would you know if someone is an animal hoarder? And on their site, um, they say there are several signs that may indicate someone is an animal hoarder. And also keep in mind that not everyone who has multiple animals is an animal hoarder. So keep that in mind.
1: Um,
0: but some of the things that they were saying, some um, of the signs, of uh, the people will have numerous animals and may not know the total number of animals in their care. Yeah, that may be a sign that you have too many pets. If you don't even know how many you have,
1: exactly. And everybody's seen those, you know, pictures of of when they go in and they think that they might have, you know, come across someone who is a hoarder, and they you just see there are animals everywhere. I mean, just everywhere, and you couldn't even imagine for them to even know how many they have. I
0: exactly. Um. Because I I know I've seen the show, just the regular hoarder shows, and usually I think on this other article I was reading where they said 40% of just, well, they call them object hoarders, just the regular people who hoard, like, you know, newspapers, magazines, you know, they just have stuff all over their house. Those people who just hoard the regular everyday objects, about 40% of them are also animal hoarders.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. Um,
0: Let's see. It also says, their home um, sometimes tends to be deteriorated. They may have dirty windows, broken furniture, holes in the walls and floors, extreme clutter. Um, there's a strong smell of ammonia, and floors may be covered with dried feces, urine, vomit, etc. cetera.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: animals will look emaciated in a lot of those cases, lethargic and not well socialized. Um, fleas and vermin tend to be present. Um, The individual is isolated from community and appears to neglect him or herself. So it doesn't just have to be neglect of the animals. The person who is in charge or is taking care of the animals, they're also neglecting themselves. And the individual insists that all of their animals are happy and healthy, even when there are clear signs of distress and illness.
1: Yes, exactly. You know, and a lot of these people that, that fall into this, I mean, from what I was looking at my research, you know, a lot of it has to do with their mental state themselves. You know, it's not just about, you know, like you were saying, it's not so much a thing of, of malicious animal cruelty. It's they mentally have, you know, some kind of disconnect to actually be able to tell that what they're doing is not a good situation for themselves as well as for the animal.
0: Exactly. Um They had a lot of good information for um, those of you who may be interested as to how this happens or what may be going on, you know, with the person. Um, On the Anxiety and Depression Society of America's website, it's ADAA.org, and I'll be sure to put that on our Facebook page and Twitter pages. But um, they were saying that um, animal hoarders have problems with acquiring animals, handling and managing and getting rid of them. Compulsively reading animal adoption websites, visiting shelters on euthanasia days, or searching alleys for, fr- for stray animals can lead to acquiring too many pets. Frequently, hoarders imagine all the wonderful ways in which they can save or rescue animals. They have every intention to care for their pets, but their difficulties with organization, attention, and focus make it easy for them to keep their living spaces very messy with animal waste and clutter. Many have attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder. Quarters have a hard time letting go of their objects or animals because they have a terrible time making even simple decisions. For example, is this dog my favorite or should I adopt him out? They also may have subtle memory problems and feel that they cannot trust their recall, so they keep things to preserve memory.
1: That's interesting. I mean, I, I didn't know that there was so – well, I knew that it had to be a little bit deeper than just wanting to, you know, provide – to save all the animals, you know. It's not just a thing of there's got to be something else going on. With, I would think that there has to be something else going on <clears throat> with that person to to let them – to for them to have an inability to see, you know, if you have hundreds and hundreds of animals and you still can't see that this situation – has become such a dire strait for these the the well-being of these animals, but you still think that everything's fine, you know, just to see all of the different disorders that are attached to, to animal hoarders themselves. So many disorders that I read, you know, like the delusional disorder, you know, where animal hoarders display symptoms of delusional disorder and where they have a belief, about the belief system, that they're out of touch with reality pretty much. Virtually all hoarders lack an insight to the extent of the deterioration of their habitations, you know, and they just refuse to acknowledge that there's anything wrong. So it's it's one of those things where the person themselves are going through something so in their mind they think everything's fine. Everything's okay. They don't even see that there's well they don't even know that there's something going on with them as well.
0: Yeah, you know, D. And another thing that's tragic is a lot of times, sometimes it's not just the person and their animal, but some of these people actually have other family members who live in the house with them. Like they may actually have children or something in some cases.
1: Exactly. Um. And and you that starts to weigh in on like the. So I was reading something about where it's like you were saying, that It's not just about You know, that person and the animal is that person, and they might be also taking care of an elderly person, you know, a parent or something like that, or they have children, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. So in addition to them living in this situation, the animals living in this situation, that person that is um, there with them are also having to deal with this type of environment.
0: And then it's just not um it's not a healthy environment um, um even besides just the psychological effects of it, you're actually in a lot of these cases, like they were saying, you have dried peepees on the counters, yeah. on the floors, urine, and the people in the house are inhaling this stuff. you've got vermin, you've got insects you know it's, it's just an, a very unsanitary environment for the animals and the people involved.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, I read where they said the most hoarded animal, common hoarded animal is the cat. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I've smelt, you know, cat urine before, and it can be, I know now you could probably attest to this, it can be very strong. Yes. Very strong, and there's a slight bit of ammonia in it. So if you have, you know, over 100 plus, plus you know, cats, and they're all using the restroom because they say that it's easier to afford a cat than per se a dog because, of course, cats can use the restroom within the house, so it's easy to keep, you know, all these animals inside, and you might not know, although you would think, you know, like they say, sometimes you don't have to see it. You can smell it. So imagine if all these these animals are, are you know, going to the restroom within this house and the ammonia level, you know, in that house would just be out of bounds, and that would affect your ability to breathe, you know, everything, everything.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't imagine because I know just having Missy, and I just know sometimes when she would go in there and use her litter box, and that was just one cat. And just sometimes when it was fresh, you're just kind of like, whoa,
1: <laughs> you got to walk in there and kind of turn around,
0: you know, and, and come back out. So I couldn't imagine if we're talking about 50 cats here.
1: I mean, that, then that becomes pretty, pretty, pretty a serious thing for you because if you're living in that every day, day after day, and you're inhaling that, not just you. If you have a small, got to think if you have small small children, their lung capacity and their they their might be still developing in their lung capacity. So them having to inhale this day after day, you know, it's got to do some type of damage. So it's just not a healthy situation at all.
0: Not at all. And, and you know, a lot of these animals aren't spayed and neutered, so they're just like, they're multiplying, you know, so you yeah. may have somebody who started off with 10 cats, but because they weren't spayed or neutered, 10 cats, easily turn into 50 or 60.
1: Yeah. Same with dogs. You you get into a situation where if you have, especially if the particular person, the hoarder, is not aware of the situation, they think everything is fine and they're able to they believe that they're giving adequate care. But if you have that many animals and you're not able to give sufficient food and things of that nature, there's so much that starts to go on between the inter the, the species because if an animal gets hungry enough, if there's an animal, because this situation for these animals, if they're not getting adequate care, which, of course, they could possibly, you know, unfortunately become sick and some could pass away if you don't know how many animals you have, if there's a smell anyway, you don't know if one has passed away. So mm-hmm. if this animal, these animals are hungry, they're not getting adequate, you know, food and nutrition, they're going to become, you know, cannibalistic in the sense that they will feed off of each other in any situation. So, and then you have the ability with all of this going on that they were talking about, genetic. I think I might be saying that right, um where the diseases from these particular animals are passed that could be passed on to humans. So you have all of this going on inside this maybe, you know, they were saying it could be in the house, in the trailer, wherever it is.
0: Yeah, and um I was also reading how they were talking about, you know, the strain that it can put on the local animal shelters because once it's discovered and they have to come in there and get all these animals, if someone has hundreds of animals, that's putting a strain on the animal shelter because then they have to try to take all these animals in and then that's also affecting the animals that they already have because they already have animals waiting to be adopted and it just puts a strain on the whole system because of many times these animals need vet care and, and somebody has to put the bill for all of this once they take the animals out of the house.
1: Exactly. And once you go, I mean, I don't know if you- I ever seen, but, I, you know, just seeing some of the shows where they go in and they actually discover this and they have to take these animals out, especially when it's, like, large, large, large numbers. It is it is heartbreaking because sometimes these animals are, like, four and five in a cage together. Um, There's some are sick, some have died, where they are just, you know, I saw one show and it was so heartbreaking, and this poor woman, you could tell that there were mental issues going on with it because she just, she her her intention was to help them all. She felt as though she was helping them all, but she had over a hundred plus uh, cats within her her house, and some of them had passed away, and they were they had been they had passed away wherever they were, and some were embedded into the sofa,
0: some oh no, some
1: were embedded into the carpet, some had been you know used as as food for oh, other animals nice. in there. You had some that were. And so when they started bringing all these poor cats out, a lot of them had to be put down because they were just so beyond um, being able to be helped. Um, Some of them had so many different health issues that were going on. Um, So many uh, had already just passed away. I think they found, I think it was over 100 plus animals that they found and of them, I think maybe like thirty of them, they were already passed away in the house, and they were still in the house. So compound that because they were like when they went in there, they had to go in with like the hazmat suits so on because of the just the smell itself, but the the level, the air um, level in there was just dangerous. It was, and she was living in this. She was she was not only like you were saying before, Jay. She was not only a hoarder a pet hoarder, but she was also an object hoarder. So these animals were living inside her, you know, objects. So it was just cats everywhere plus objects and things everywhere. And she lived in this little space on the sofa where she would sit, and that's where she would sleep, just this little space. And everything else were mountains and mountains, paper and clothes and different things like that. And in all of these rooms were, were cats. So it was just insane because when they finally started taking stuff out, there were so many dead animal corpses that were just buried under all of this stuff. Some animals had gotten stuck and couldn't get out and just, you know, stuff fell on them and they would just, you know, kill So it was just heartbreaking to see that. And then the animal shelters that came in to try to help, so many of these cats had to be put down. So many of them had so many minutes um, Uh, health issues that it was just heartbreaking to see that but even still still in this she she still wasn't able that's why there's a mental thing attached to this she still was not able to see where this was harmful she still was saying that she was able to take care of them and she was giving them adequate you know care as well as for herself
0: and see that another um, thing that kind of bothered me when I read it is there's there's a high repeat rate of that. That even if you clear all the animals out of there, yeah. th- there's a high rate, high risk that they'll do it again if they don't receive any type of treatment. Because I was reading it cognitive behavioral therapy is one of the things that they can do and some people actually need to take medications for it because some of them um, are suffering from ocd or post-traumatic stress disorder so many times they have to take medication for it or receive some type of therapy because without that they're more likely to just do the same thing again
1: exactly it's 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 scary it's scary because and, and and there were cases where they, you know, they would get someone to a to a good place but then they would go back and how they would go back and visit the person that they cleaned up their house and everything to see if they were still keeping it up. And so you could see that they were starting to bring back maybe, you know, where they, they took away all the animals and they brought back maybe one or two cats or three cats and you could see the process starting over again. So they had to bring somebody back in to kind of say, hey, we need to try kind of get you under control, this, 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 and this, just, you know, just kind of keep them from getting back to where they were.
0: Wow. Um, the the main thing here is if you suspect that a neighbor or a family member may be hoarding animals or they may have some type of issue, I know it can be hard because you don't want to feel like you're, you know, putting your nose where it doesn't belong or anything like that, but it's for the welfare of the animals. If you think somebody may be doing that, um you need to, you know, maybe pick up the phone and call your local humane law enforcement department. You can call the police, animal shelter, animal welfare groups, you know, anything like that, but you that's a situation where someone needs to intervene because it, it's it's not good for the person who's hoarding the animals or the animals.
1: Exactly. And you might look at the situation and say, Oh, this is a good person, is they're providing help and and at least someone's taking the animal off the street. And that's good. And there are some people that are providing adequate care for animals and, and doing good deeds in that way. But just make sure you make sure that the situation that you're observing is one that is beneficial to that person as well as the animal. Because you don't wanna be an enabler to that person as well. You don't wanna, you know, contribute to the downfall of that person as well as the animal.
0: Exactly. Um, it's just an unfortunate situation and on another one of those sites I was even reading that you know of course like you were saying Dee that cats are the most common and dogs are the second most common but I was reading that you know sometimes people can even have reptiles rodents birds and exotics and they can be hoarding those types of animals too or it can be a combination of different types of animals
1: exactly you can have an interspecies with that you know we, it's all a part of a food chain, so you can imagine if you have so many of different ones, you know, in one situation, how that could kind of feed into, you know, one pet eating another pet or, or just different things, interbreeding going on, just different things that could possibly happen.
0: Exactly. So just if you suspect that, just make sure, you know, you call the, um, the the proper authorities, you know, the animal shelters or just whoever you need to call. And hopefully that person, if they're a family member of yours or a neighbor, hopefully that person can also get the help that they need so that they, you know, don't repeat that pattern. You know, I think... As I was reading in one of the articles, these are people who have a lot of love to give and their heart is in the right place, but they have other issues that are getting in the way that makes it not really conducive for them to have a lot of animals, you know, really be a pet owner in that sense. But um, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, We will make sure that we put this information on our Facebook and Twitter pages. And because we won't be on next Saturday, we want to make sure that we wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving.
1: Have everyone good. be safe. Eat lots of food. Yes, eat lots of
0: food and make sure you keep that food out of your pet's reach. But I will be putting that on the blog to remind you guys of the safety tips for them. But until then, you guys have a happy holiday, and we will return, I think it's December 5th, whatever the Saturday is after that one. We'll be back. You guys Bye. enjoy. Have a great weekend. Bye.